What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast, part of the CSG Network and MHS Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, you may notice a couple things. Um, my voice is deteriorating really big. I'm not sick. Uh, I have recorded eight podcasts in six days, as well as do two long-form interviews. I, I Basically, my voice is toast. So if I sound a little like a cheese grater was scraped across my larynx, that is why my apologies. Um, I may keep this one short just because of this, but I don't know. Uh, it may depend on how much of a role that I get on. But of course, the latest thing, of course, thanks to Nicola Aesthetic, who really watches all these clips so we don't have to and clips them up, is the Chris Mannix was on with Rich Eisen talking about how the nuggets aren't interesting. And that really was the uh, crux of it. It was defending the fact that the Nuggets don't get any coverage. And this was on the back of Mike Greenberg talking about how shows will emphasize um, the 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 Lakers, the, the the big market teams, basically, and the Cowboys because they drive interest. And uh, this is also on the back of Gilbert Arenas' interview with J.J. Reddick on his podcast talking about how um, Nikola Jokic will never be a superstar because he doesn't have it. And how he would be a superstar if he wasn't in Denver. And this is, this is all this was combining together. Now, so a lot of this, folks, has to do with the landscape and the, the way the NBA is covered. But what I want to specifically talk about is how this this has provoked all this stuff. And really, it started with Malone. But Okay, let me get this out of the way about Michael Malone. He doesn't project these things. He doesn't think about these things. He is a hothead who is emotional, okay? He sees these things and he reacts. There is no calculation here. Malone is not a calculating person like that. He is emotional, now, that is not to disparage him, but he doesn't think about these things in a Machiavellian way. People need to stop this. He, during the series, was reacting this way because he's emotional, he sees stuff, and he reacts to it, okay? But what he has done is provoke the conversation. And that led to Jamal saying something, and then that led to Nicole Jokic saying something. What you've seen in response from the media is, well, the Nuggets are the number one seed. I don't understand what Malone's talking about. Uh, Zach Lowe has had struggled the most with this. But, you know, in between Zach's 12-minute uh, monologue in the form of question, which <laughs> which his, his the guests get like a two-minute response and then he gets another 12-minute monologue, amongst that is, that is that the Nuggets shouldn't be complaining about this lack of coverage because they're going to the finals and they were the number one seed and all this stuff. He works for ESPN, company guy. Um, we need to take that into consideration. The person who has been by far the best and then the most fair covering the Denver Nuggets has been Bill Simmons and the ringer. And I think we don't highlight enough how outlets like the ringer and uh, Nikias Duncan um, and 
aspects of the athletic, although the athletic has no presence in Denver, so they get no kudos from me other than Nick Cosmiter. Go ahead and uh, follow our friend Nick Cosmiter. He did uh, a great job on the Nuggets beat before he moved to the Broncos and has been helping out covering the Nuggets during this playoff run. Bill Simmons has been by far the best. Um, the ringer itself has been it's been balanced. It has coupled criticism with praise. It has been 100% what you expect of a outlet to covering uh, cover a number one seed in a conference who is now in the finals. Where ESPN has struggled is they are a 24-hour news, quote-unquote, network who needs to fill 24 hours of content. They, because of that, they focus on... Um, salacious, big market, drama-causing stories. Um, and that is part of their fact of life. I don't mind what Mike Greenberg said. Mike Greenberg wasn't trying to be condescending about it. He was speaking to his reality. Chris Mannix, on the other hand, was in the Dave McMenamin area, era, area of being extremely dismissive and condescending and uh, stepped in his own pile of shit, is what he did. And some of it is drawing attention, some of it is not. The, the amount of clicks that you get from outrage in Denver is not going to drive your show, okay? That's just not going to do it. That's some of the fact of life here. Some of this has to do with the way, and, and I'm not going to go, I've got over this so many times, Just I'm going to link to my podcast about how the NBA is lazy, um, that said this far better than I could right now. I'm just going to talk about subsequently what has happened and how the NBA has just literally become the NBA and the NBA media has, has a terrible time with introspection. They have such a hard time looking at themselves to understand that they caused this existential crisis, not Michael Malone being a hothead and bringing it up. Um, what they are seeing is their own failures to cover their own league. And I, I was it years ago, Kevin Durant said that, why do NBA fans hate the NBA? Well, it's more, why do you, there's this self-fulfilling prophecy aspect to NBA media and the way that the NBA chooses to market their players. Um, Kevin O'Connor, I want I I I want everyone. Kevin O'Connor's been off and on good and so alternating between good and bad this year. Um, I think the the uh, the the uh, Embiid stuff. Everyone was affected by the Embiid MVP thing, and the NBA was subject to a scorched earth campaign by elements within the league that uh, some people were really, really affected by, okay? Not that MV didn't deserve the MVP. Let's just get that out of the way. But there was a scorched earth campaign that was done, and some people were affected by that. But, you know, on that point aside, Kevin O'Connor um, made an interesting point when he was on with Bill Simmons in the last Bill Simmons podcast. I, I suggest everyone listen to that. They were talking about it. And he said he was talking about some uh, to someone in the league, and they were saying they don't know how to market Nikola Jokic because he doesn't do any interviews. And 
That's not necessarily true. I mean, Nikola Jokic does do interviews. He doesn't do interviews with national outlets. This is he does stuff with Serbian outlets and occasion, very occasionally some local stuff. Um, Jokic have retreated from social media life after the no homo incident. And I think probably for his own mental health, he's been better off without it, but uh, he's not a presence on social media. And O'Connor was talking about how the MVP in, in the NBA has, does, doesn't know how to market Jokic because he doesn't do that and he doesn't get endorsements. And I've, I pointed this out in my NBA is lazy, um, podcast where I was talking about how the league really farmed out their promotional obligations to uh, the NBA players themselves and depending on them largely getting uh, uh, endorsements. They, they, the NBA really wants their players to be in commercials rather than promoting the league. They want their players to be in commercials. Um, they, I can tell you for a 100% fact they didn't like that Tim Duncan didn't do that. I can tell you for a 100% fact that the NBA doesn't like it when players don't treat the NBA as anything but a lifestyle. And this as people have said, this goes back to Jordan. It really didn't go back to Jordan. Jordan, Jordan made it easy on the NBA. Okay. He, he was easily marketable, was malleable, uh, and was easily the most popular athlete in the, in the world without the marketing and the endorsements. Jordan was a, 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 a marketing whirling dervish of himself. Um, he had that ever since he was at, you know, the movie air talking about the shoe and all this stuff. Jordan was an entity unto his himself. There was nothing, there was nothing Jordan. Um, the, the, the NBA couldn't, uh, lose with Michael Jordan. Okay. Which is why he's the most popular athlete of all time. Okay. Fact. LeBron James is a popular athlete who has lost a bunch of finals and is very flawed and very much fits the fits the millennial idea of a superstar. Um, Michael Jordan was the Gen X idea of a superstar, an infallible machine. Um, but this the 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 way that the NBA kind of formed itself with, uh, with around the Jordan ideal was that the players need to go out and get, do their marketing. Allen Iverson did it. Shaq did it. Shaq was great at it. Um, Kobe did it a little. Um, there were athletes that have come through through the late 90s into the 2000s and the 2010s. You know, uh, Steph Curry's in every subway and... Uh, every commercial on the planet. Steph Curry is ubiquitous. The NBA loves that because they don't have to do shit. And that, that kind of writes their their promos for them. Now, NBA media takes its lead from the NBA. And it's this, this cyclical relationship where everyone is dependent on an athlete getting that Taco Bell commercial. Everyone's dependent on an athlete getting an endorsement from a, a, a company where they can insert in it's it's this this it's this vicious cycle of commercialism all right i'm not anti-capitalist um i am a i i think but i think that you are seeing this this crass it is crass commercialism crass capitalism um 
But the NBA abdicating responsibility to its own sport filters down to the NBA media. And, and very specifically, the NBA media is struggling. Very specifically, the NBA media is struggling with this. And they do not like being called out. I can tell you for a 100% fact, even Howard Beck, who was on with Matt Moore on Lockdown uh, Nuggets, was struggling with the concept of people being upset that the Denver, the Nuggets, and Jokic, Murray, Porter, all these guys are put into this pat on the head kind of box. It's not the fact that they're ignored for me in so much as there's this condescending approach to it. That like, oh, aren't you fun? <laughs> pat, 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 pat on the head. Aren't you, aren't you, aren't you a good story? Pat, 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 pat on the head. Um, oh, you, you won't, you won't beat the, the Lakers, but pat, 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 pat on the head. You know, it's, it's because they are dependent on, on, on their cr crutches. They have crutches, the Lakers. You know, you could argue that the Knicks got outsized media attention based on the fact that they were a very mediocre team. Um, Boston, uh, you know, Golden State was a thoroughly average team this year that could not win on the road. Outsized attention. They'd won the titles before, and that I kind of get it. The Lakers, outside of the bubble championship, have not been really that relevant since... Kobe's last title in 2010, but they, they, they're the Lakers. So on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk about how, how this is not going to get better. I'm not going to give Nuggets fans a ray of hope here, but I will say the best thing you could do is follow Jokic's lead and ignore it. So we'll be talking about that right after the break. Yeah, my voice is freaking dying. Anyway, um, it's not going to get better, folks. Um, the especially with the NBA married to ESPN as much as they are, it's not going to get better. Um, you know, it's weird. The NBA was covered better when it was covered less, if that makes sense. When it uh, wasn't tied to a twenty-four hour news network, it's actually better. Um, there was just a, a, the NBA wasn't covered in general, but ESPN would market, would, would cover the games because they were, they had to, because they didn't have a contract now, because they got a contract and they're infiltrated by CAA and other agencies. It's so they, they are, they get sucked into these narrative based things. And, and of course, let's, let's face it. All these, all these chat shows do the same thing. All of them do the same thing. It doesn't matter if it's uh, the Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp or, you know, whatever Nick Wright's doing or, or any of these other ones. It's, it's they all are, are, are slaves to the attention machine and they go with the lowest common denominator, which is big market slash uh, Lakers stuff. But uh, this shit's not going to get better, folks. And we need to kind of accept that that's going to be a fact. The the Nuggets, it hasn't affected them in their pursuit this year for a title. You can tell it's annoying to them. And look, folks, Carmelo Anthony leaving in 2011, demanding a trade, is somewhat a symptom of, I can make more money in New York by being just a guy who scores, right? 
than I can in Denver and be on a more successful team. That fact, and it's a fact, is something that we can't get away from. And that has no fault of Denver. It's no fault of, I mean, look, the Nuggets got a the perfect uh, superstar for this market. A guy who just wants to go to work and doesn't look at the NBA as a, as a, um, Oh no, he doesn't look at it, look to it as a lifestyle. It's his job. That was perfect for Denver because the trappings of wanting to be somewhere else aren't part of it. You can see the pressures on Nikola Jokic if he was affected by it and he's not. You can see the pressures on Nikola Jokic to look to bigger horizons for superstar status in, in a league that wants superstars. You can, you can, 100% see the pressures on him and and that approach to um uh, having having endorsements and making more money and living the lifestyle you can see it not that, that not that you can't live the lifestyle in Denver it's just it's just a place where you work but it doesn't interest Jokic and it confuses people it confuses the NBA uh it confuses the the league structure um even Tim Duncan almost left the San Antonio Spurs. He came within a hair's breadth of, of leaving the Spurs. Spurs fans don't like talking about that, but he was really close. And in 2000, I think it was it 2001, 2001, 2002, right around there when he almost left the Spurs. And Nikola Jokic, you not know I mean, Brian Windhorst on his podcast has talked about this, talked about how there's been no speculation about Nikola Jokic leaving the Denver Nuggets because it's not the, 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 uh, to, for another team. What's going to happen is Nikola Jokic will, will retire. He'll be done with the NBA. This, is, this isn't a, I want to go to 10, 25 different other teams to uh, increase my brand, which once again, the NBA media structure and the NBA struggle with. They want you to do this. The NBA is right now in a dark place when it comes to wanting to promote their own stuff because some, because like here's the dirty little secret, folks. The NBA wants superstars in big markets. That is what they want. Now that doesn't mean they want New Jokic to leave Denver. But it means that they want a superstar in New York. They want a superstar in Boston. They want a superstar in L.A. That is where they want their their big their big stars. And in back in the day, it was Chicago. Um, in that way, Gilbert Arenas was right. In the other way, Gilbert Arenas is a, a guy who um, gets caught up in the NBA as a lifestyle thing. As far as what the coverage is now. Oh my God, my voice. So <clears throat> where are we going? What, what does, what should Nuggets fans do? What should, what should Nuggets fans, how should, how should Nuggets fans treat this lack of introspection from the NBA media? By the way, Chris Mannix's responses via Twitter to all the criticism he's getting are, are really hysterical. I, I suggest you, I suggest you read those, but um, especially to my friend, Tim Miller, podcast guest I, I i suggest that you try <laughs> you follow him anyway just in general but how should nuggets fans 
behave with all of this and, and you know, internalize the disrespect because it's going to be there. But honestly, do what Nikola Jokic does. You know, I think I think we, we, we forget about mental health. I think a little bit it does affect Jokic. It's hard not to have it affect you. You know, the, the just the general lack of respect. But him being off social media and not paying attention to all this crap for the most part, I think the, the MVP stuff got to him, but for the most part has probably helped his mental health and made him a better player. I think we can all be better fans if we tune out everything that the national media is doing, because it's, it's not within specifically ESPN. They just have a problem with being able to cover a league that they're not wired that way. It will not change. Like I said, Concentrate on the ringer. The ringer has done an excellent job covering the Denver Nuggets this year. Absolutely. And Bill Simmons has gone on record multiple times about watching the Denver Nuggets a lot. He openly admits it. How many other outlets have watched, actually watched the Nuggets? Probably not many. You know, like we people point out that the Nuggets fans aren't aren't even able to uh, watch their own team. This is fair. Nuggets, Nuggets, it's, it's, a, it's an issue that Stan Kroenke needs to address sooner rather than later. And this is a valid criticism, but that has nothing to do with whether a national media team can watch it. I mean, Windhorst and the Hoop Collective, I think I think there's a little bit of, of a LeBronism with Windhorst. So he is going to lean towards his boy. Um, then that's the thing. Once LeBron's not in the picture anymore, he'll adjust. But he is a LeBron guy. Uh, Bontemps is on the East Coast, probably never watches the Nuggets. And uh, Tim McMahon actually probably watches more of the Nuggets than anyone else on that podcast. And you can tell because he gets incredulous with the lack of attention. Um, these are things that happen, you know. Um, I think that... The NBA doesn't like the the NBA media specifically doesn't like the lack of respect thing. They hate it. Um, remember in the twenty uh, the twenty sixteen election, how terribly they covered the election. They they did it as if it was a a a horse race or a legit horse or a, a boxing match overcovered Hillary Clinton's emails and all this stuff. And I don't give a fuck if you're if you're going to be tuning out for me saying this, but it's the truth. The NBA, the, the political media was called out for it, very specifically the New York Times, and the New York Times could not comprehend why people were complaining, okay? And they couldn't comprehend why they, the implication of overcovering something people considered as minor as the emails, as opposed to, I don't know, a, 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 the Access Hollywood tape or all the other stuff that was coming out about Donald Trump. And they couldn't internalize it. They couldn't, they couldn't look at it and say, we messed up. This is kind of along the same lines. The media right now is having a really hard time accepting the fact that they are put into an existential crisis by a Denver Nuggets team that is legitimately good and a superstar that wants nothing to do with them. And I think that part is where they are struggling, folks. They are struggling. 
And you know what? It's not our job to make it easier on them. And Nuggets fans, just ignore it. Ignore it. Um, this is this is going to be something that's going to be around. And I think uh, I think that if the the more that the 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 team the more that the the team internalizes this and just plugs away and goes forward and wins a championship anyway, hey, the more you can say it doesn't matter. The Mannixes of the world and the ESPNs of the world and Nick Wrights of the world and the Skip Baylesses of the world don't matter anymore. And that's the way we should treat it. All right, folks, thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast. I'm going to go rest my voice. All right, talk to you later. Goodbye.